In the absence of value, the only thing you have is price. We don't need more, more product, more features, more benefits, more stuff. We need less that can deepen the relationship. People want to overlook the fundamentals anymore because it's looking at the newest, next shiny thing. And so... Hey, 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 here we are, Heads Up Advisor, another new show. John Sabraco is out uh, getting some beautification done to himself, and uh, we are going to carry the weight of the show tonight. And today we're going to talk about the referability roadmap. So uh, let's, without any further ado, oh, but wait, it's Groundhog Day today, isn't it? Yeah, what a what an interesting metaphor for the insurance brokerage industry where it's possible to wake up every day and five years from now you're in exactly the same spot the book size is is not much different other than trend and inflation and you're wondering i had all these great ideas i mean what what happened what got in the way and so we're going to kind of talk about how to avoid groundhog day in your business with some very very simple strategies that we can all use to help ourselves. So with no further ado, let's talk to Bill. Bill, tell us who you are. Hey, Craig, thank you so much. Hey, you guys have an awesome introduction, by the way. So I love, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting pumped up just, just listening to that. So, Hey, thanks for having me on tonight. Um, I'm Bill Utnage. Uh, I, uh, uh, am the, uh, the founder and owner of Damascus Road Coaching and Consulting. I've been a uh, business owner, entrepreneur for, Ooh, I hate to say it. This is my 32nd year uh, after leaving the military in, in 1991. So, uh, and also the author of the referability roadmap uh, book that I released in September of last year. So, nice. uh, excited to be here. Excited to uh, to kind of talk talk business. I love I love talking sales. So, um, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's jump let's into jump it. into it. You know, referability. A lot of syllables in that word. We got to break it down. We got to break it down. Make it. How do we make this? What's the simple explanation, Bill? When you're talking to somebody, right? You got a you got a 10 second pitch. You're riding down the elevator with them, and they go, "Hey, I know you. You're what's that book you got there?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you know, when I was writing the book, and 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 I'm a much better talker than I am a writer, but you know, it was one of those things where you know I had a lot of different ideas on a title, and so really, what it got me thinking about is, is you know, it was really. The key piece of it is, is like, how do we become more referable, right? How do we, you know, from the people that already know, like, and trust us, be able to share who we are and our value with others? And so I always, I talk about how do I raise my referability, if you would, I think it's a, I made, it's a made up word, but the referability rating of like, to be able to increase that and to be able to, um, uh, you know, how do I, how do I create those relationships and build that business? So kind of what we I share about in the book is kind of that step-by-step -step process of doing that. And just like what you said, Craig, it's, you know, we're not splitting atoms. You know, the book, uh, is an, it's, it's easy read. Uh, 
I, my yeah. attention span is not, is not that great. So I wasn't writing war and peace, but what I wanted it to do is just basically be able to, you know, support folks like your folks, right? So, yeah. um, brokers that are, you know, looking to, how do we, how do we grow and how do we scale our businesses? Well, you said something. And for those of you watching or listening, uh, show of hands, raise your hand. If you have customers, clients, acolytes, people who love you, know you, like you, and trust you. That always resonates with me. You you already have a bunch of people who know you, like you, and trust you. And therein mm -hmm. lies your opportunity to leverage that relationship. And so what are some of the ways that people can do that in the insurance industry? Yeah, I mean, I think, <clears throat> and so I think you look at it, you know, Craig is, 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 you know, as being simple is what you just said is look right now, uh, at, you know, at your, at your current, you know, database, if you don't have one, that's a whole other conversation that we can have. And <laughs> I'm sure the guys have covered that at some point or will, right. Is looking yeah, at your everybody database has clients going, already. Right. Exactly. So you're looking at your current, you know, at, at that, it's like all the people that already are doing business with you right now, uh, you have a relationship with is, is then how are you bringing value to them? In, 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 in a, you know, in a different way. And so it's, how are you staying connected with them? The key piece is, is consistency in doing that and not just, you know, picking up the phone and calling them, you know, all, you know, all the time, but what, you know, getting to know them and what are some of the challenges that they're, you know, that they're having and who in their world may be having, you know, similar challenges that you can help them really kind of take care of. And as you become more of a, of a trusted advisor, there's where you start becoming less of a commodity and more of someone where they're, they're going to lean into you on that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember, uh, a, a great story. So I'll, I'll make this uh, pitch bill. And then you tell me, <laughs> is this the wrong way to do it or the right way to do it? So, uh, you're talking to your client, and you say, I'd like to impose upon our friendship by asking you to refer your closest friends to someone who sells insurance. <laughs> would you say that's the, <laughs> the wrong way to ask for a referral? I would. I would say that. <clears throat> now, here's the thing, Craig. It's a way, right? There's a, there, there's a million ways to do things. But, you know, with that part of it is because that's what how does that feel? So when you hear that, it's like, mm, that feels very salesy, right? If you will. Yeah. But what happens is if you can build, you build a relationship and you understand the value that you bring. And so is being able to then be able to share that with, with that person in, in a conversation where it's like, you know, Hey, and, and do it at a time where like the person's like, Hey, Craig, thank you so much. Hey, for taking care of us. Man, we we hit our numbers that we yep, needed to hit yep. in fourth quarter, you know. And and when they're in, as you know, and I'll steal this from Tony Robbins, as when they're in state, so they're they're happy, yeah. right? There's where the time to kind of share with them and saying, "Hey, Craig, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure to be able to support you." Hey, who else do you maybe know that could be maybe struggle with the same things that you guys struggle with that we will be able that we can maybe be able to have a conversation with and see if maybe we might be a good fit. Yeah. See, so you, you're making you, my point, right? The reason I said it in such an awkward stumbling way, because that's what some people sound like because maybe they're not, they don't revere themselves, right? They, sometimes these brokers, they, you know, uh, what are they Imposter syndrome, right? They're, they're kind of, they don't really believe. And, and so they have to build up the courage. And so 
they, they you need to practice. My gosh, you know, use the cell phone, record yourself and see what it sounds like. See how it feels. Is it natural? Is it authentic to you? Because if you stumble, if you fumble, if you spill your popcorn in the lobby first, you know, it's going to come off as uh, not really that confident. Um, you know, I nobody wants to refer anybody to average. And so if you're doing a great job, you catch them when they're happy. So that means when you just delivered a 21% renewal, that's probably not when they're in state in love with you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's and that's absolutely it. You hit it, you know, right on it to where you understand and understanding that you you need to be you one when you have competence, it leads to confidence. I'm going to say that again because I talk fast. When you have competence, meaning is that you know your your trade, your skill, what you what you do, your product, what you deliver, that leads to confidence. Because if you think about the first time you ever did anything, so let's take you know snow skiing. If you snow skied the first time, you probably weren't the best at it. But the more you did it, the more competent you be, you you became, the more confident you became. And so, you know, that's something that you know, I, I share with folks all the time is that you, you want to, you, you want to be a master of your, of your trade. It doesn't really matter what it is because when you know that, and you know how to handle objections without even having to think right. there's where that's the difference between a professional and an amateur. You see professionals get paid. Amateurs only get trophies. And so that's why, you know, we want to really take this serious because it can absolutely change not only your business, but it can change your life as well. And so you've said multiple times, which is what I, I, I like, solving a problem, right? Guys, gals, you got to pay attention to the problems you solve, not the names of the stuff and the products and the features that you sell. What are the solutions you're delivering? What are the problems you're solving for that person? What did he say at the beginning? Find out what their problems are. What are their challenges? And then you can relate to them what other people in your network have similar problems that our firm could solve for you, just like we did for you guys, you know, and, and now you've got a, an easy conversation, an easy way in, but it's not about the products. It's about the solutions. It's about the problems you solve. That's really important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I create in, in the issue of is going back to it's asking questions you know, whoever has asked the better questions mm -hmm. controls the conversation. It's just, and as you go deeper, you know, and when someone says, because usually what I find and is that there, you're not going to get the real answer on the first or second, or even the, maybe the third question. It's when you keep digging deeper. Well, Hey, Craig, tell me a bit, a bit more about mm -hmm. that. You know, that challenge, what, is, you know, what is that? Because this is what professionals do, right? That you don't stop at the first objection. You don't stop at the like, Oh, well, we just need more money to the bottom line. Okay. Share with me, help me understand what that, you know, what that looks like. Because if you can start asking that and, and getting that peeled back, there's where all of a sudden is like, this is the person in front of you thinking, hmm, this person's different than the other people that I talk to, right. right? Because you're going deeper. One of the things that John and I talk about is don't be needy. And when you're in a hurry, when you don't flush out the real answer that they're giving you, we don't peel the onion layer after layer by going deeper, as you put it, right? You're going to miss out on all the good stuff. There's no doubt about it. I always say, I want to go, you know, <clears throat> came coming out of, you know, uh, the real estate world training agents is, you know, going deeper, 
going deeper, what's the next? I want you to go at least five questions deep. Now, it's not an interrogation. So you have to be, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying just to keep bulleting, you know, interrogating them. This is where you you have to get that skill set of, you know, asking questions. And, you know, um, you know, Craig, both you and I are, you know, similar age, I'm sure. Think back to Columbo. Columbo did an amazing job because he was just like, you know, hey, you know, what about, you know, and it, it was very, you know, non-confrontational, but he was able to get all the information that he ever yep. needed, right? Without ever really asking a pointed and, question. And for those of you who are uh, immature and don't understand the reference, Columbo's great shtick was he was he was out the door and it was like, oh, just before he left, he was like, oh, one more question. <laughs> and, that's, and that's how he delivered it. Yeah, he put his finger on his head. He'd go, you know. <laughs> What would it look, you know, and then it, it was just, they're going to get away and they, oh, wait, just yep. one more. Yeah. Great. So for, for, for our, for our younger viewers that it, on this, go, go to YouTube <laughs> and type in Columbo. You can see everything is, you know, everything is there, but I, I, all kidding aside, it was, it was a, it's a way to, to basically have a conversation, not, not have, you know, what we, I always say in the real estate world is not have commission breath. When you have commission breath, basically is, is that when you're tied to the outcome yeah. of this, of the money, because you're like, I already spent the money and you don't even have we it We call yet. it desperate and needy. Yeah. They can smell it on you. I didn't realize it was on their breath. So that, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> There's, that's why they can smell it because it's on their breath. And so here's the thing is, is just understanding that and kind of going sharpen your skills. This is what I love about what you, you and John are doing, Craig, this, you know, this kind of pouring into people, this kind of training, all of these things that you and I both know this. I mean, how much, I know how much money I've spent over the course of my life and career on training. And what you guys are doing is, I'll be honest with you is, I mean, it's fantastic for what you're doing for your people and for anybody that just in sales in general, even though they may not be, you know, they may be healthcare brokers. Yeah. I mean, uh, healthcare brokers, while it can appear to be a, you know, a simple task, it actually serves a really great purpose and it helps a lot of people because especially today, you know, healthcare is very expensive for most average workers and, you know, the ability to have an impact on people's financial lives is really cool. Talk to the, talk to our audience about, do, do you have to coach people sometimes on, you know, when you're asking them to make an introduction, you know, it's, uh, how do you, how do you prompt them to think of, well, you know, this angle, that angle, you know, these people, those people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a good question. It, and it's, and the thing about it is, is that we teach people kind of, it's our job. It's our job to teach people how to refer us. It's not their responsibility to refer us ever. Right. Just because they're doing business with us. And so the, the, the key part of that is, is that when you start, when you have that kind of relationship is letting people know, <clears throat> Hey, these are, you know, these are the, these are the folks that, you know, that I'm, that, you know, that I'm looking for that, you know, that I feel that I can, you know, that I can strongly help. And this is how a referral could work. Hey, if you know somebody like that is to make a joint introduction, either, you know, via email or via text or get permission for me to reach out to them. And so that way, if we, if we teach those folks how to do it, because then it will make it easier because if they're like, well, how do I, I don't know how to, you know, how would I refer? But if you, if you share that with them and then they understand that they'll be more likely, you know, to do that. And the issue is you, as we both know, Craig is, is then, you know, go, 
you know, don't give them my card, right? Because then it's on them and they're busy and they're going to forget. Yeah. So that's where you always want to make. I always talk about, hey, would you mind making, Craig, a mutual introduction between uh, me and Steve? If there's, you know, and us to set up and you have a conversation, right? Just ask, ask for the order. In this case, ask them to, to make the introduction because then it becomes a warm introduction. Yep. And that, and that makes, and that makes, that's the game changer. And depending on, on your market and how you like to sell, uh, if you're face to face, what's your opinion on this? If you're face to face and you're, you collected a book of written you know, references, testimonials from customers, and you just go, you know, da, 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 da. you know, can you see all these people live in your neighborhood, your real estate, right? This is our, this is our area. And, you know, we're the best. Everybody loves us as opposed to probably mostly in our corporate world of sales. Hey guys, texts have a 93% open rate. People will respond to an email from a friend. So odds are you're going to get a text message introducing us or an email introducing us and whatever you do for Pete's sake, should they wait a week to follow up? No, <laughs> the fortune is in the follow-up and, and speed. And you know what? Speed favors the successful. It just does. And so, because think about, we live in a world of instant gratification. Right. So right, right now, like a week of response time, to be honest with you, you might as well just not do it. Exactly. Not at all. Do it. Here's the thing you always hear me say, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Right now. If it's two in the morning, maybe not do it now. But realistically, it's like, you know, get back to them the very next day, that day and to be able, because it also it also shares with them who you are. Right. Is like, hey, this is somebody that, you know, that connected. And also when you when, when you get the referral and you actually do you meet that person. I'm big on you want to you want to appreciate and thank the person that referred you. That is huge. And making right. sure is like, hey, Craig, thank you so much. And I'm going to I'm going to go old school for a minute, Craig, on this deal is it's easy to send a text and go, hey, Craig, thanks for doing that. I'm going to challenge you and I'll challenge the yeah. viewers and everyone watching this. Write them a handwritten note. Write them a handwritten note and just say, hey, I want to thank you so much for making that introduction. I really appreciate it. If there's ever anything hey, more that I can do for you, please let me know. Right. Something as simple as that. Yeah. And because the reason why, think about the last time. And as you're watching this either live or on the replay, I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time I got a handwritten note from someone? And do I still have it? I keep all the handwritten notes anyone ever might. Yeah, yeah, that's funny you say me. that because I have a folder of handwritten notes that customers have sent to us over the years. I haven't looked at it in years and I think I just save them out of habit. But yeah, it, it, there is a there is a different depth of appreciation because you've taken the time. Now, anybody who's listening and watching this, you can private message me, hit me up later if you want to know about a SaaS vendor whose machines write handwritten notes. And every handwritten note is different. So, yeah. So you can automate the process if you're really lazy or you have or you have bad penmanship like I do, which I think is like my adult passive aggressive to growing up in Catholic school. And having the nuns beat the hell out of me. I have the handwriting of a doctor. I just didn't have the brain brain for for yeah, medical I, school. My handwriting's so, gotten so bad. It's, I I print. You know, I usually print. Yeah, I do too. I'm with you. But I'm gonna tell you this. And for those, it it's and again, the technology has changed on that. But I'm just gonna tell you, even if you don't 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 overthink it. Even if you have bad penmanship, yeah. the people don't care about your penmanship. They care about the fact that you took the time to sit down, write out yep. a note hand addressed it 
put a stamp on it and put it in the mail to send, you know, to send to them. And I, I mean, I can't tell you, you know, that little thing of how that has opened up doors for me as in, into a, and tell people, Hey, I really appreciate your business as well, because I think that's a, one of the things that, uh, actually, you know, uh, did a pod, I did a live a podcast on this this morning on, 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 in my, one of my groups. And it's just, it's, it's the lost art of being appreciative. Yeah. Being grateful, uh, comes back to you in so many ways. And, and unfortunately for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, you don't spend enough time enjoying the moment you're on, on to the next one, you know, squirrel, squirrel, you know, and, and so you, you've got to take the time out to be grateful for your business and the time it affords you, the autonomy, right? The growth, the money, the flexibility. And, and if you're not at that point, then, uh, you should really be paying attention to this episode <laughs> because is there anything easier than a referral? I mean, what do you think is easier, right? A total cold call or a warm referred lead? Yeah, I will. I will take the war the warm referred lead over every single thing. And I have now 32 years. I've done it a lot of different ways from marketing on TV to every gimmicky thing or you can think of to, you know, to do now it's like, Oh, it's Facebook ads. It's all of these other things. And I'm not saying that you don't supplement in that, and, and that can't work to yeah. a certain degree. But if Craig goes, hey, I, you need to talk to Bill. He does a great job for us. I've got about a 90% chance, as long as I just don't screw it up, that I'm going to, you know, not that I may guarantee the business, but I'm going to get a meeting with that person. I just, I just am, if, you know, and then it's going to be up to me to be able to, to close the business. Yeah. And, but then I'm already way ahead of everyone else that's trying to call and go, Hey, we can, you know, we can save you 20% from your bottom, you know, all the other things that they're, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to, to, to share with, with people. This is why it's so important. And you said it, Craig, and I don't want to over, I don't want us to overlook it is we have to slow down. That's the challenge. As you can tell, I run at a fairly quick yeah. pace. I know you do you do as well. And John, um, but so the piece of that is, is that because what happens is we miss things when we're, you know, John wouldn't, you, he had a great saying, he goes, be quick, but don't hurry. Right. There's a difference, right? When we rush, yeah. it's okay to have a pace of, of speed as long as we're in control of that, of it. And so what happens a lot of the times is that we're, we're running and our mouth is running way faster than, you know, than what we, our brain can process. Yeah. And that becomes a challenge. Hey, Margo spotted on bill. I want to grab something for a second. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, it's, I just want to, you know, as, as we're talking about this is just to be, is, is be thinking like, Hey, where, you know, where in, in my business or in my communication, maybe am I, you know, am I rushing too much? And, and if you're and, and like in most sales people and, and I'm the same thing is like, I'm, I'm ready. Cause I'm already farther down the road because I know kind of where they need to be. The challenge of it is, is that they're not quite, they may not quite be there yet. So by, by and mirroring, matching their pace is, a, is another huge thing is understanding and also understanding personality traits. Um, one of the things that I've used for years is the disc profile. Oh, is that right? And yeah. And the disc, so then I understand, right. If, if, as I understand people, if I'm around somebody for about a minute and, and I can just hear the way they talk, the way they dress, all of these things and kind of go, all right, I need to, I need to slow my pace down or usually I don't have to speed it up, but usually I know I have to slow it down. If I know that they're more analytical, then I know I need, you know, then it's like, Hey, they, they need the details. Yeah, talking some numbers really quickly here. 
Yeah. Yeah. I learned from having to, uh, about four or five years ago, I got introduced to sales in the South. <laughs> and let me just say that Mark Twain had it nailed. He said, before I die, I'm going to move to Louisiana. So it'll take longer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Things are very, very different there. So what I wanted to grab, you mentioned uh, John Wooden. This mm -hmm. is John Wooden's oh, I love Pyramid it. of Success. I, I spent two summers in John Wooden's basketball camp when I was a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was, that's he started amazing. off every year. Everybody sat on the ground. Talk about fundamentals. The man showed you how to put on your socks and shoes. Because you know what? If you got blisters on your feet, you couldn't play at all. So, I mean, that's how process driven he was. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, and I absolutely love that. I'm a huge fan. I mean, what, what John Wooden did, it was, I mean, it was amazing yeah. what he did, you know, with the number of championships that, you know, that they won. Uh, but, you know, going back to it, you know, Craig, do you, and again, there's so many nuggets, like you, there's all these things and, you know, we could spend, a, you know, a day on this talking about all these things. But the other thing of it is, is it's, people want to overlook the fundamentals anymore because it's looking at the newest next shiny thing. And so when we start talking about fundamentals and, you know, guys like you and I that are more matured, yeah. uh, they're like, Oh, you know, that's old school, you know, that's old school stuff. And you know, it's different now because it's 2023. And I'm like, uh, is it really? Did something happen with human nature in 20 years that, that, that did, that has existed for 200,000 years. <laughs> Just because of the invention of the internet, you know, those things. Yeah. And, and so it's, you know, people, people, we were designed, I believe that to be in relationship, right? You, you see it. I mean, all the time it's like people want to be in relationship. And so the key part of that is, is that, and not everybody, uh, you know, and, and it's funny, uh, you know, you guys had Tony Hughes on, you know, uh, on a previous episode and was in, and he, and Tony was talking about where he was, you guys were talking about relationships. And the thing about it is it's like, not you're not trying to be best friends and, you know, we're going to spend like every weekend with, with these people. But the difference of it is, is that if they know you like you and trust you and they look at you and what I love, what you guys talked about on that episode is that you have you to be a trusted advisor. You're somebody that can solve a problem, right? So they look at you. So we get caught up in relationship because people think it's airy fairy and it's like, Oh, well I got to be going to their house for dinner all the time. No, that's, that's not, that's not it. It's the issue of, of, of building that relationship and them looking at you much different than they're going to look at every other salesperson because of that relationship. And because they look at you because you're bringing them value, you're helping them solve a problem in their business. Yep. yep. That's what it's all about. It's like you, you've got to establish and understand what value you bring based on the services you provide. And it can be different at every client, depending on what makes their hair on fire. And, and, and which which fires you put out for them. It's not just that they have a need for health insurance and you sell that to them. If it is, then guess what? The, the, you know, if you were if you were a, a pool of water, you, you wouldn't be an ocean, a lake, a stream or a river. You'd be a puddle. And that, and that would be a reflection of the depth of your relationship. So figure out more ways and more problems to solve by asking better questions about the problems they have, the challenges they have. And then if it happens to, to be that you can be a solution provider for those things, you're going to enhance the depth and breadth and ex experience that you have with this group, this person, this manager, this owner, 
And they're going to be very willing to introduce you to other people that they know, other people in their, uh, you know, association, other people in their rotary group, uh, you know, whatever it is. Absolutely. And here's the other thing is, is, is to be, help them solve a problem that's not something that you solve. And, and I'm going to give you mm-hmm. just kind of talk about yeah. that is because if, if you're in conversation with these people, and especially if they, what we call, what I call in my world, you know, if they're what we call advocates, right? These are people that, you know, they, they love you. They will refer you. They're, they're great. They're, they're great clients is what other things in their life is going on when you're having a conversation. So, you know, a conversation may be Craig. It's like, Hey, what's going on outside of, you know, outside of business right now that, you know, that you, maybe that you're, you're challenged with or you need help on. And it doesn't even really matter what that, you know, what that is, because you may know someone that you could connect them with that could help them with that problem. Right. They may have a, you know, Hey, you know, my son's struggling. He's in, you know, in, you know, playing baseball and he's, you know, struggling with this or whatever. It's like, Hey, you know what? I happen to know a hitting coach. This guy's great. He played major league. Hey, could I connect you guys to, you know, with that? And when you do something like that, that takes that thing to a whole different level because Craig, just like what you said, when we become a commodity and the only thing we have is price, because here's the thing, in the absence of value, the only thing you have is price and it's a race to the bottom. It just is. And, but when, when things start tightening up and they're like, man, and you're, and they only have a relationship with you only on the price alone. There's always going to be somebody that's going to swoop in and they're going to, and they're going to cut you on it. And, and, and if that, and if that's, and if that relationship is that thin, guess what? They're going to, they're going to move on. But I, I do believe this is like, if there's a deeper relation, it's, I'm not saying that they won't ever, but it's going to be harder for them to go, man, I gotta, I gotta let Craig go, but man, he brings a lot of other value to me, you know, in my life. And that's what you, and that's what you want. Right. I mean, ultimately. Right. It, it, guys, it can be as simple as, the owner, the owner's, okay, a personal story. The owner's wife is a fanatical Lakers fan. Well, if we can experience Lakers experiences together, we will have more than how much is that dang renewal, right? It's like, hey, don't shoot the messenger, brother. Yeah. And so, you know, I had a relationship like that for, I had the client for 29 years. They finally sold, you know, but in that time we had unbelievable, unbelievable experiences. And, you know, in our industry, it's very easy to reverse engineer ways you could help your buyers with problems you know they're going to have by the nature of the fact they're helping to run a company. 30 years ago, I used to ask, I, I, I dealt with a lot of small mid-market companies, and I said, how do you know how much to pay an engineer? How do you know how much to pay the new you know, sales VP? Those kind of questions, very simple. It's like, oh, well, you know, um, we, uh, you know, we belong to this association, and, you know, they, they kind of do a survey every few years, and we just, you know, call people we know. <laughs> so... I went out and bought the software that 100% of the Fortune 500 used. So would it be valuable if you could go to your direct report, your boss, your boss's boss, and go, hey, here's what people pay for this job description in the 10th, 25th, 50th, 75th, 90th percentile. Here's the incentive. Here's the bonus comp. Wouldn't you shine to your bosses if you could say, 
this is what we should pay them. And look at where we've been. You know, we're too low, too high. Would that add value? Great. Call me anytime you get a new hire and you want to know what you should be paying them. And so we had a whole nother level of involvement just for the process of looking some stuff up for them. Yeah. And, and, and probably what you paid for that software too, Craig was based upon, you know, the renewals that you, that you, you know, that you got and kept. We talk about all the time. What's the lifetime value of a customer. If you know what it is, you know how much you can invest in marketing and servicing and providing added value. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the key thing is, is, you know, and I, and I talk about that in the book, but it's, you got to know your numbers. There's the other thing is, is like what Craig just talking about is like, what is that lifetime value? What does it cost us to acquire a client? Right. Too, at, you know, at the same time. And so by knowing our numbers, this is, then we are in control of our business. If we're not in control of our numbers and it, whether that's at home or in your business or whatever, then it's just like, well, I think it's this, don't tell me what you think. Tell me what you know, because that's what only thing. Yeah, it's really hard for people to not focus on uh, inexperienced business people. Everything's an expense. Well, I got news for you, pals. You can only drive expenses to zero and that ain't going to help you with revenue. So most of the things that you're looking at, investigating, considering, pondering, might be trying are just cash flow timing. That's where you've got to have the confidence and the persistence and the consistency to say, if I do it, I'm going to do it and I'm going to continue to do it because I know it's a numbers game and I'm going to get the numbers that I need. And so while I have to front this cash, I'm going to get it within this time frame. And then we normally keep a client seven years. Of course, it's going to pay for itself. So a little bit of discomfort on the front end can pay lots of dividends on the back end. But like you said, you got to know your numbers. You got to have the confidence. You have to have faith to be able to know that what you're doing is the right thing and that you have the skills and the temperament and the talent to be able to convert a prospect into a customer. And when you know those numbers, then it's, then it's in looking at it, look at it differently. It's what's the investment, not the cost, because what happens is people look at it going, well, what's that going to cost mm-hmm. me? <clears throat> what's the investment? What's my good return on that going to be? And if you're tracking your numbers, then that way, you know it, right? We hold our money accountable. And you look at this and kind of go, yep, all right. I know like what you said, Craig, there's going to be this upfront, but I know my lifetime of my client and he, and I put these systems and that's the other thing, putting systems and processes into place to where it's, it's wash, rinse, repeat in, in these. And so it's, you know, it's easy to do and it's easy not to do as Jim Rome would say. And in the key part of it is, is that we, and I include myself in this, you know, is that a lot of times we make it way harder than it needs to be. And the reason we do it is because of right here yep. between our ears, yep. right? Yep. You mentioned Jim Rohn, right? So, hey, man, you know, I, 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 I'm a lifelong learner. So my favorite Jim Rohn was, do you want to be a wandering generality or a meaningful specific? And once you figure that out, you can't be stopped. You just can't. And the thing about it is, and this is why, you know, investing in yourself, investing in, you know, for, you know, for learning, like if it just, you know, there's a statistic, it's 3% of all, you know, business owners or people in sales will actually invest in themselves, go to conferences, hire a coach, do all of these other things, 3%. So just by you listening to this or watching this, congratulations, yeah. you're in the top 3% already. Now it's going into what and figuring out what skill am I, am I, am I weak in and go find someone that's an expert in that. And then you're going to pay them, but they're going to collapse time for you. 
versus having to oh, wait, learn it that, over the next Say that year. again. Collapse <laughs> time for you. Put it in layman's English for, for those guys and gals who just went. Phew. Yeah. The issue of it is, is that what they're going to do is they're going to take, you know, their 30 years of knowledge and be able to condense that down because all the mistakes that they've made and be able to share that with you condense. You get the cliff notes version. It's like, okay, do this. Don't do that. Versus you wanting to learn it on your mm, own. Mm, it's mm. going to take you 30 years to, to, to learn it. A quick story, yeah. Craig, and, and you probably have heard this is that um, Picasso one day was in the, in the market square and a woman came up to him and said, Hey, would you draw me a picture? And he pulls out a piece of paper and he sketches a picture out and does that like in less than a minute. And he gives it to her and she goes, well, what do I owe you for that? And he goes, a million dollars. And she goes, a million dollars. It only took you a minute to do it. He goes, yes. He goes, but it took me 20 years to be able to do it in one minute. And so what that, the story of that is, is that you're, you're paying not for time when you're, when you're like, when you're getting a coach, you're paying for the knowledge that they know that they can give you that will all of a sudden compress yes. 30 years down into, in this story of Picasso into one minute. Right. The way I would put it is you have to be willing to invest in yourself so that the deep seated belief that you have in your potential will finally align with your income statement. And it's that disparity, it's that cognitive dissonance between the results and the outcomes that you're getting, sometimes as measured by your income level, gives you great consternation because you feel, you believe, you think that you can do so much more, that you are so much more. And so the only way, unless you wanna do the long road like I did, I went out on my own. I got a job for 18 months out of college and went, mm, I don't think so. I'm a chief. I'm not a good Indian. And I, I was self-employed at 24. Went through all the hard knocks you just referenced, right? Learn by mistakes. And so I enjoy trying to help mentor uh, younger, talented people who don't have so much history so they can get out of the way. They just, they don't think about it. They just do the stuff we recommend and hey, lo and behold, it works. And so let's figure out how to help you realize your potential faster by compressing the time it takes to be successful. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is why you guys are doing what you're doing. This is why, you know, is, you know, <clears throat> you know, write people that write books and do these things. And it's really to get it, you know, like when I wrote the book is to get it out of my, get it out of my yeah. head and able to hopefully that somebody can pick it up, read the book in an hour and get actionable, right? Get into, get into action and start doing something and, and believing in yourself. Here's the thing. If you don't believe in yourself, then that's the, there's, there's the, there's the first issue is believe that you can do it because I, I 100% believe it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm like with you, Craig, I came out of, you know, out of the military, you know, in 1991, immediately went into, uh, went into owning, you know, business, became an entrepreneur and, and I learned it, you know, the hard way back then the coaching world, it was different. Yeah. They were on cassette tapes. <laughs> Exactly. Well, even back in the old days, eight track tapes. And even if we would have really go back on a reel to reel, but, uh, but, but the issue of it is, is that there's there, we don't have an issue of lack of information. We are living in the information age. It's the issue is taking that information, knowledge to action, right? 
because everyone can go, I, you, we all know this, Craig, there's people that are like, all they do is they go to seminars, they go to seminars, they read all the books. The issue is you gotta, you gotta no implement. implement, no it's action. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to implement. And here's the thing, folks, and you may mess up, you may fail, but you know what? Here's the thing there, get up. And here's the, one of the things that I live by is either we either win or we learn. And you understand, I didn't say we either win or we lose when we win or we, or, or we learn. And if we didn't win, what did we learn? Why didn't we win? And we look at that and kind of go, what could I have done better? You know, with yeah. this last time. And I did this in my real estate business for years. If I went um, early on in my career, when I was you know, working with clients, uh, going to and meet someone about listing their home, if they didn't hire me and, you know, and they decided to go with someone else, I would. First, I'm thanking them. Hey, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Hey, I want to get better. What could I have done differently? What could I have said or done? It takes a lot of courage. That it it does. But if you do, but do you want to be? Do you want to look good or do you want to make more money? Because sometimes you don't get to be both. I mean, it's just that's just the nature yeah. of it. And get feedback. And they, and I'd have people go, "Wow, that's interesting that you're willing to do that." I'm like, I want to get better. And they're like, "Well, this person just had." whatever, you know, whatever it was, it doesn't matter what they said. I'm like, thank you so much, you know, for that. Because then it's like, if it's something that I can change, then I want to, I want to change that because the next time I go, I'm going to get better. So before we sign out, tell people, where can they find your book? Uh, yeah. So right, right now you can go to Amazon. Uh, that's, uh, you can get that, uh, referability roadmap. Um, yeah. uh, this is what Show the book it. looks like. Um, yeah, yeah, thanks. yeah. Awesome. uh, it's an, it's trust me, it's not war and peace. It's only going to take you about an hour to read, okay. but I wrote it for that very reason. It's actionable. It's just Perfect. actionable items to do. And uh, so Amazon, you can get it on a hard copy or you can get it Kindle, all the, all, all those places there. And hey, uh, before, so before uh, we sign off, I, I like your point about, uh, you know, this world of too much data, right? Just constantly, right? It's all about, it's all about less, less is more important, right? So, the thought mm -hmm. for the day is when Michelangelo was asked, how do you carve these unbelievable statues? He says, I, I just get rid of what don't belong. I, mm -hmm. I get rid of what don't, doesn't belong there. And I, I release what's already there. Right. So he, he gets mm -hmm. it's it's not more that we need. And this is the paradox. We don't need more, more product, more features, more benefits, more stuff. We need less. Mm -hmm. And, and that that can deepen the relationship. So, uh, Margo, who's our show sponsored by tonight? You know, these are things John normally takes care of. Sponsored by Virtual <laughs> Alliance. Thank you. Yes, a consortium that you guys all need to investigate because in the average world where you have small to mid-market groups buying stop loss, you live and die based on your standalone results. It's far superior to be in a consortium where you can have a pooled experience so that you're not left to the vagaries of the uncertainty of claims activity and you can smooth it out. Call John Sabraco to figure out what I just said. <laughs> hey, it was great meeting you. Great talking to you tonight. Oh. Yeah. Likewise, Craig, thank you guys so much, Margo. Thank you. Uh, it was, it was an absolute pr pleasure. Love what you guys are doing. Thanks, um, if you're watching and listening to this, these, these guys, these guys are where you want to be. Um, uh, if you listen to what they do, if you listen to half of what they do and, and implement all of it, there'll be, there'll be no stopping you. We appreciate it.
Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific.